no idea when Dev starts on this. Oh, me neither. Is it now? It can't be now. There's no way. Wait, it's coming up. Okay, hold on. Okay. Places. Places. The history of film. That better who even when the lights go dim. James Cagney to Nosferatu and stunts that shock you and dirty, dirty tricks to your made. From wings to Top Gun, movie stars and no ones, romantic crazy fans that leave no real a ton. Hollywood is still from history in Hollywood. They chase the Oscar, but it's all a sham, just like Shaq and Kazam. All your dreams can come true. Film history, the history of film. All of it made for you. Good God, that was this is film history, the history of film. This is Jurassic Park Part 2, everyone. Hold on to your butts. Uh, sorry, Shelby could not make it for Part 2. She is probably busier than she's ever been right now. Uh, she's a giant famous podcaster, so, you know, yeah, her, her deal with Bloody Disgusting is going well. Uh, but she's definitely busy. Yeah. <laughs> she's busy, that's for sure. Uh, she might she might be having a little bit of a panic. She's so busy. But uh, she was so she sends her love, but she couldn't make it today. By the way, just a really quick plug for her. Uh, she is the number one podcast in Mexico right now. What? Yeah, number uno. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, dude. Uh, and her her fucking I was I looked it up. I was like, I gotta see it. And sure enough, she's number one. And then I, I was like, but have you seen your other? She's like number one hundred in America. She's like the top one hundred podcast in the United States right now. That's insane. It's fucking Nuts, Holy dude. Shit, that's she's, insane. she's really doing that shit. Yeah. I'll do a little uh, a little a little recap of part one just in case. Last we left our heroes. <laughs> While the World Trade Center is being bombed, Delta Force is in Mogadishu and David Koresh is being burned to death by the Bureau of Alcohol, Firearms, and Tobacco. Two buds coming up in the film industry, Michael Crichton and Steven Spielberg, were developing a Dr. Fuck show called ER. One day, Michael Crichton told Steve, he says, uh, Hey, Steve, he says, I got this idea for a movie about dinosaurs after we do this Dr. Fuck show. And Steven was like, Yeah, dinosaurs. Let's do it. So... <laughs> So Spielberg, being Spielberg, Universal gave them $2 million for the script, $65 million for the budget, uh, and... Uh, yeah, uh, and, and that's basically where we are. They did a lot of pre-production. They made real pretty uh, computer dinosaurs. Made real. I, I, I'm glad you mentioned that because I wanted to expound on that story okay. for just a bit. That story where uh, the guy's like, I'm going to create CGI dinosaurs. Steven Spielberg said, go ahead and do it, but uh, don't make it. Don't waste your time with it. You know, do it on your spare time type of shit. He basically, he did. He like actually kind of secretly under the radar made these CGI dinosaurs. And the story was that Kathleen Kennedy was coming to set to see all the pre-production stuff. Mega producer mm -hmm. Kathleen Kennedy. She's coming to set. She's going to come see how the operations are going here. And that guy set up the computer with the CGI shit that he was working on, like, in front of the door, basically, that they were walking into. And so he timed it to where as Kathleen Kennedy is coming through the door, he fucking pressed play on the animation, and he's got these fucking dinosaurs running across the computer. And Kathleen Kennedy, who is also... In the crew that's walking around the set with them is the head of the dinosaur guy, the head mm -hmm. of the animatronics guy. And Kathleen Kennedy sees the computer and was like, what the fuck is this? And he's like, oh, it's just some shit I've been working on. I'm seeing if I can, like, CGI dinosaurs. And she was like, all of that. Give me everything. Give me everything you got. <laughs> and the guy who, like, was the head of the animatronics was like, well, fuck. No, that was the, that was the, you're extinct thing. Yeah. That, but yeah. I just had to tell that story. I did that's, not tell the story in there. Yeah, that's really interesting. That's so funny that he had to like get to finesse his way into like yeah. getting people to like take him seriously. Yeah, yeah. Do yeah you he's like, think see, that computer magically wound up in the dumpster after that day by maybe some animatronic dudes. <laughs> yeah, 
for sure, man. There had to be some serious beef on set. But dude, the guy who I'm talking about, I I can't for the life of me remember his name right now. Uh, but he is a very like he's like a real like buff like scary dude with like tattoos and shit. But he just so happened to be like the dude who invented CGI like at <laughs> ILM. It's he worked in an office at ILM in Tarzana or whatever, you know, in a gray building, <laughs> a gray windowless building. And he yeah. was just this like scary dude who like drank beer all day while he CGI'd. That's like really he would just funny. like he had like empty beer cans lining his whole studio, like That's beer castles and shit. So funny. Yeah, he's <laughs> like this fucking like renegade baby, you know. Um, and he he did a lot more shit. That guy was like the king of CGI for a oh, long time, cool. man. Yeah. I invented the game. He might have been. He's just in, in the shadowy, dark back corner of every uh, animation house in, uh, in Burbank now. <laughs> that, the legends say that man sits, and if you walk close enough to the darkness, you'll just be like, I invented the game that you all you kids play today. Yeah. Oh, here it's Steve Spaz Williams. Steve That's Spaz his name. Williams. Yeah, Spaz Williams. Is that dude. his nickname or his middle name? His nickname. His nickname oh. is Spaz. It's not a really yeah. good telltale sign about somebody's work ethic when your nickname is Spaz. Spaz, dude. I mean, he was a hardworking some bitch. Yeah, and if you look him up, he's he's like like I said, he's kind of like a handsome like oh, like yeah. you know. Yeah, that's the dude who uh, created fucking. He's the reason that we CGI things these days. Basically, he proved it could Whoa. be done. Old Spaz, man. Yeah, he did Terminator Two. He did all the CGI for that. Um, yeah, he he went on to have a huge, huge career in that shit. He already did, but you know, uh, Jurassic Park definitely launched him. After two years and one month of pre-production, figuring out what the dinosaurs look like uh, to Ma and Pa in Kansas, they head to Hawaii to start filming T-Rexes and Raptors. You know, they're they head to Hawaii to get all the big outdoor scenes, the park, mm-hmm. uh, which is where we're going to begin part two today. So, one thing that gets me already is that the shoot in Hawaii, uh, that whole shoot in Hawaii, that was three weeks. That was it for like the whole Hawaiian part of Jurassic Park. What? That Steven Spielberg is such a fucking master. He did two years of pre-production for it to get ready for a three-week shoot. Like the man <laughs> is so, like you talk about preparation. Like he was so prepared that they were doing like two takes and they were done like he had he had gotten it to a fucking science this is why the dude is who he is like there's no doubt about it you know three weeks under budget there were two million dollars under budget they they gave them 65 for jurassic park he came in at 63 to make fucking jurassic park dude like the man is a king we'll do his episode of course i mean there's going to be a steven spielberg episode of film history the history of film (laughs) Uh, his so, HBO documentary is excellent if people need to... Well, maybe I shouldn't plug the HBO documentary. <laughs> Wait for ours. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. Yeah, don't watch that yet. Well, watch ours first and then um, watch that one. So one thing that they did, this was pretty genius, uh, they implemented... You know, the park in the movie is not finished. Uh, No one's there. You don't really, you don't need background. It's not like you have people coming to the park. Um, But even construction on the park is not finished. So they would half build a set. They would build it halfway. They would leave all the scaffolding there. And if you watch the movie, the place is under construction. And that was also a way to like not waste so much time building the whole set. That makes so much sense. Isn't that fascinating? It's yeah. like, yeah. Convenient way really. for dinosaurs to escape. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And that would, it gave it that unfinished look where it's yeah. like, you guys got dinosaurs in here and the shit's not even done. Yeah, maybe you, you should know? have built the yeah. cages before you made the dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Just maybe. So yeah, they did not build the entire visitor centers, uh, the entire visitor center. That was just like unfinished. And uh, what they had to their advantage is right there in the script, it's talking about how the park is still under construction. Uh, This is just a safety inspection, you know, so it's not quite ready for the public yet. Mm -hmm. And that's the way it was shot. Um, Yeah, tools lying around. Apparently, a lot of that stuff was actual, like, set construction shit. That's really funny. Yeah, which is cool. Um, And this is just sort of like, I didn't know where to put this, so I put it here. Day one begins... And Sam Neill is doing his scenes. They wanted him in the book. He's an American guy. And Sam Neill is actually, he's a Kiwi. He's from New Zealand. 
Um, and so they wanted him to do this like American accent. I think I mentioned it in the first part. He hardly even wanted to take the role because he said he hates doing an American accent. Oh, wait, think- no, you didn't mention this. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Sam Neill almost said no. Really? Because he's like, I can't do an American accent. I'm terrible at it. He just <laughs> knew he wasn't good at it and he didn't want to do it. And so <laughs> they're filming, but he, he still said yes. Yeah. He was like, you don't say no to Spielberg. Yeah. So whatever, you know, I'll wing it. Um, I'll wing it. <clears throat> So day one's going wrong. He's doing his American accent, and Spielberg just comes up to him and was like, "Actually, don't don't do that anymore. <laughs> just just go ahead and use your accent, man. We'll like write it into the script or something. You're doing great. You're doing great. Just don't do it like that anymore." <laughs> and so so Sam Neill like went full Kiwi, and then apparently Spielberg was like, "All right, give me like in between." So what you're hearing Sam Neill do in the movie is like an in between his accent and like an American accent. Apparently they he really was putting on like a voice for that whole movie too. Fascinating. Yeah. I don't ever remember finding anything odd about his accent. Yeah. No. So I I'm He's gonna, a master. I gotta go back and listen to it now and see if I can hear the Kiwi. Yeah. They do um, travel in hoods and hoods. Oh. <laughs> Oh my God, it's like I can't. I can't picture his voice anymore. It's just, it's, it's gone. It's lost. Well, swearwolves, not werewolves. Oh, werewolves, not. It does sound. It sounds like he's an American who like went to like Oxford and picked up like a little slight bit of an accent in like end of high school, college. So like he was like, or, or vice versa. Like maybe grew up British and then educated in America. Like his character, right? Because you hear right. those like they do, they do ride in hoods. Like it just sounds like he's an educated person with that little yeah. tiny inflected. Like he sounds like he's a fucking doctor of something, a PhD or whatever. Wow. <laughs> that British accent always makes you think they're smart. You know, <laughs> right? You, <laughs> you uh, sound smart. You sound like you're from Britain or somewhere like that. You, you sound like Ezra Miller. Malcolm, Ezra, you know, Malcolm, and it doesn't sound that smart, but it is. You know, like, yeah, that's true. That's true. The uh, the sexy uh, mathematician. Sexy yeah. mathematician. Life uh, finds a way, and so does your wife. Uh, <laughs> your wife uh, finds a way. Um, <laughs> so, day one was also the day that Spielberg got to see the first uh, dinosaur at work. Uh, that sick triceratops scene was the first time all of them got to see these animatronic dinosaurs that they were going to be working with. And uh, a lot of... So, it was a fucking uh, Stan Winston puppet. They dug a hole underneath that Triceratops, and there are dudes down there with, like, sticks and shit down there, like, controlling this thing, making it breathe, you know, moving its head around. There's, like, a bunch of dudes down in the dirt making all this shit happen. Whoa. And they come upon... The Triceratops, Steven Spielberg went and saw it first. The actors weren't there. And he filmed their reaction to it. That, like, reaction in the movie is their actual, like, holy shit, look at this thing. Oh, yeah, really yeah. cool. Get the jab. Yeah, it was, he's, he's a genius, man. He's a genius. Uh, do you guys remember, a, like, just like five years ago or something, a couple of years back, when there was that picture of uh, Spielberg sitting next to that the Triceratops animatronic that was circling around Twitter, and people thought that he like killed a creature in like Australia <laughs> or some shit. People, it was like a, people were making a big deal. They're like, "What the fuck? This is super he fucked killed up." Killed a dinosaur. Yeah, and people were like, "It's a dinosaur." They're like, well, "I don't care what it is. You shouldn't kill it." And it was like, well, "You guys are fucking so stupid." Yeah, people also. Do you guys remember this? World, no. no, because people also think the world is flat. So you know. <laughs> That's true. People did that. Yeah, world of the war, war, war of the worlds. They thought that was real. That was also like the only dinosaur that they basically saw in Hawaii. The rest of it, at this point, now it's all going to be CGI. Mm. Um, well, I mean, it, well, in Hawaii, uh, the dino- the T-Rex stuff was all back in L.A. Oh, really? Yeah, I'll get into that a little bit oh, later. okay. Yeah, cool. all that, that T-Rex shit got real interesting. Whoa. Like, yeah. Even with them in the cars, that was in L.A., or was that in... No, that was in L.A. That was oh, in wow. L.A. as well, yeah. On a back that whole, lot? Yeah, on the back lot, on the old universal back lot over there. And, uh, oh. yeah, pretty crazy stories, man. That thing got very dangerous very fast. Like, oh, you, Yeah, I'll get into it, but when you were on set, you weren't allowed to be anywhere near that thing because it could kill you for real. <laughs> <laughs> the irony behind that would have been priceless. Man gets <laughs> stomped on by a giant T-Rex 
while filming a movie about a giant T-Rex. <laughs> that'd be like a that'd be like a Bat Boy style story, wouldn't it? Like yeah. the fucking Daily World News, man gets killed by a dinosaur on a movie set. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so they're they're acting with these CGI dinosaurs, and you know, age old tale of people having to act uh, against nothing. It wasn't like this was like a new thing. I mean, you know, people... Pretty new, wasn't it? Pretty new, but I mean, you can go all the way back to Mary Poppins with the little cartoon penguins. Sure, you know, okay. People were having to act to nothing there. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. But this was different. I mean, this was mm-hmm. definitely... You're having to act like there's dinosaurs here, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, so the actors asked, can we just get some, like dinosaur sounds can we get some like what we're supposed to be reacting to what the dinosaur is going to be doing and so spielberg was like oh i'll do that i got you (laughs) so so offset of this of this 65 million dollar movie set in hawaii fucking 150 million through inflation uh steven spielberg the man who made jaws is off to the side and he's just like I want to see that footage. <laughs> yeah, me too. He's like, uh, uh, uh. tiny little man Steven Spielberg just barking out like a fucking T Rex. <laughs> Rawr. Rawr. And Sam Neill's like, oh, oi, mate. You know, okay, Hollywood, now, now baby. Rawr. Rawr for the dinosaurs there, everyone, okay? <laughs> oh, my God. So. And this, this, I love the stories from this. So while he's off, like, making dinosaur noises in Hawaii, back at ILM, Phil Tippett and his crew, they're cranking out the, the computer dinosaurs while they're over there in Hawaii. They're sending them back, you know, the footage that they're capturing while they're out there, and the guys are all CGIing dinosaurs into it while we go, you know. And so... They were really trying to pinpoint like the movement of certain dinosaurs, like the raptor. They're trying to like, how do these things move? So again, sixty-five million dollar film. Uh, they went and grabbed an old like camcorder and set it up in the parking lot. And all these people at ILM are out in the parking lot running around like velociraptors. <laughs> and they're like making the raptor sounds and shit. And fucking so, so Steve's off in Hawaii making like dinosaur noises. And ILM is in the parking lot in Burbank running around like velociraptors making like the biggest hit to ever be and have been made. Uh, one of the guys broke his fucking arm. They were like, that scene where all those dinosaurs are running in that stampede and they're like jumping over the logs that was all done by them in the parking lot and they were like jumping over logs in the parking lot on this camcorder and the fucking artist the art director his name's ty Ruben ellingson he tripped and broke his fucking drawing arm so he was like out oh, for the rest of the movie my God. these guys are injuring themselves in the parking lot of like the biggest movie to ever be made Oh my god! Oh man, so yeah. Funny. I wish Universal would give me sixty-five million dollars to run around like a dinosaur and drink beer, you know. But uh, <laughs> so it's, it's a lot harder than that. <laughs> CGI is really fucking hard. Yeah, I mean the, the work that the CGI guys do is, is so it's oh, so hard, no, it's so sure. time-consuming. Yeah, um, uh, it's a lot of long, long fucking hours. Um, but uh, I, it's 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 hysterical. Uh, Cause it's like, I always wondered, I was like, uh, cause you got like, if you're, you gotta get like workers comp insurance and all this stuff. Like, right. uh, I, I've had to look into all this stuff and I was like, what the fuck workers comp insurance do I need for an office where you're going to get a fucking paper cut? Yeah. And it's like, no, apparently you break your arm in the parking lot. Yeah. Pretending to be a rapper. Yeah. Like that's, that's yeah. what it's for. It's, That'll happen. It's for that shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's just like, I'm not fucking sorry on a construction site. It's not going to be falling objects, but it's like, oh, but no, your artists are going to trip and fall on the fucking The doctor concrete. is like, tell me how you fell at the office again. It's like, well, see, we were in the parking lot running around like velociraptors. And it's for a movie. You how haven't seen it yet. How much acid did Ezra Miller give you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. I, I, but no, you're the, absolutely, I do. I'll stop right here just for a minute just to like definitely back up what you said. Mm-hmm. CGI people do not get enough credit for how much fucking yeah. work that shit is, especially. And also, man, I, I, we're going to talk about this a little bit more, but the CGI in this movie, like I watched it recently just again just to see it. It's insane. Like mm-hmm. how well it holds up is yeah. so fucking crazy. Like yeah. it is as good as CGI that we do now in my opinion. And and it's it's especially back then it has got to have been so frustrating because they probably have to spend so much time just waiting for the render. Yeah. Like because yeah. it's like you want to see if this looks good 
hit a button. Forty five minutes later, I'll see if this render is right. Then you watch it for two seconds, be like, nope, I gotta. Yeah. That 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 uh, that 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 uh, polygon is like shifted too much. I gotta change that. Forty five more minutes to see this render again. Mind numbingly frustrating. Yeah. For uh, sure. the, the nice thing about now is lot quicker turnaround on like you know you can you can more rendering options renderings quicker things like Dude, that right. real time now yeah you don't even Damn. need to render the processing yeah, power is so nuts. great that's so crazy man yeah we'll do an episode on cgi i think that'd be kind of yeah, cool you know CGI. and we could go all the way back to like rotoscope yeah yeah cool. start there so for anyone out there who thought that this crew could go to hawaii and film a movie with no hurricane well in the words of kevin costner if you build it a hurricane will come all over your set um, <laughs> hey here's a radical idea don't film in hawaii <laughs> for real though you no. couldn't find three weeks out of the year where a hurricane wasn't happening is there a hurricane in hawaii every week yeah i mean apparently there's like movie takes place in costa rica go fucking shoot in costa rica where everything's cheaper anyways yeah they actually even talked about it they talked about shooting in costa rica and they were just like nah let's just do hawaii like fuck it like that'd be too much there's no four seasons there where are we gonna stay (laughs) where are we gonna stay if you He's build like, want, four seasons, Hollywood will come. They were like, yeah, I want Kevin. They were like, I want Kevin Costner's room in Hawaii that he's gonna have for Waterworld at some point. <laughs> so uh, on September the 11th, 1992, <laughs> never forget, uh, <laughs> Hurricane Iniki hit Hawaii. And so that day, uh, they actually were wrapping up. They were like pretty much done filming. It had been three weeks. Uh, and they were breaking down. You know, they were tearing everything down, getting it onto the trucks and shit. And this fucking hurricane's about to hit. And everybody's <laughs> Sam Neill. And Sam Neill has this story where he and Laura Dern and Jeff Goldblum are just like standing on the beach watching fucking like doom come across the <laughs> ocean. And they were like, are we going to like be in a plane? in a bit <laughs> they're like I think so it's like so we're dead I guess like we're gonna land at Ezra Miller's compound yeah <laughs> so, can we stay another night in the four seasons like, so, that's so Steven, ridiculous I would have demanded that production put me up at the hotel for the duration of that hurricane it's only well, gonna be like three days you might as well just ride it out well that is basically what happened so basically they were like actually no one's leaving everyone get back to the hotel we're just gonna ride this out and steven spielberg said oh perfect get the cameras ready that gives me more time to shoot shit <laughs> so he, i was about to say there is a storm scene in the movie that they is a shoot? real fucking storm <gasps> in jurassic fuck. park that's the hurricane that hit while they were filming spielberg took the cameras and went out there and got that shit which by the way now means that the rain in los angeles that you're gonna do on the back lot has to match oh, hurricane yeah. rains. oh my god <laughs> So Steven Spielberg brought a fucking like B crew out in the middle of this hurricane and they're like newscasters blowing away in a hurricane but they're filming for a, a movie for Universal. So Whoa. do you know what <laughs> scene was the one that they filmed in Hawaii with the storm? Basically, I think everything that involved rain that wasn't that big T-Rex scene. A- everything that was like raining, you know, across the So like the, the thing with with Newman and the the spitting dinosaur? And I'm pretty sure that was all. Yeah, running, that was all running there. Running between the compound doors and shit, like I'm like going to turn the power back on and all that stuff. Yeah, that from my understanding, that was all filmed in an actual hurricane. That's amazing. Yeah, which is not talked about enough. Yeah, like, the man captured a real hurricane in a movie and used it for yeah. like his weather. Yeah, that's, that's wild. <laughs> the man is God, literally. <laughs> um, <laughs> this might be a really dumb question, but now it's just got me thinking. Were any of the tornadoes in Twister real tornadoes? No. Well, maybe there there might have been some footage that they used no, from like the weather it, service. No. I mean, yeah, I just imagine that those I imagine that, you know, Hollywood hates their actors, but they don't want all of them dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might get an Oscar if you die in the movie for real, so Yeah, well, I was just questioning what what disasters were real that they just like <laughs> be like, fuck it, let's just shoot it. Besides, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't directed by I mean, Spielberg. 
Because we're a thing. Because we're a real storm chasers. So I was like, yeah. well, like, did they just get some storm chasers? And be like, can we film what you're actually doing for a minute and just pretend it's for our movie? There are real storm chasers. One of them, his name is Steven Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, and there's a funny story too. So you know when the hurricane really starts hitting, uh, they all they actually do get out of the hurricane at some point. They're like, well, now we're gonna die. Let's go back to the hotel. And they're all like riding this thing out in the ballroom of this hotel, and the thing's just fucking hitting. Which I imagine is quite a scene. You probably got like a mix of like hotel. You know, guest, just yeah. like local tourist, along with like Spielberg and Sam Neill and Laura Dern and Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. You know, they're like, why is the fly over here, like soaking wet in the hotel lobby, <laughs> you know, riding out this hurricane? And uh, and Richard Attenborough is nowhere to be found from this lobby. So they go looking around for him and he's just fucking sleeping. He's like, well, we got our we got our rooms back. So I just went to bed. And they were like, well, well, how did you sleep through the hurricane? And he said, my dear boy, I survived the blitz. (laughs) (laughs) He slept through fucking the bombing of London. He's fine with a hurricane in Hawaii. That's oh, really funny. Man. I mean, to be fair, I've slept through f- quite a few hurricanes. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Same here. I've slept through some tornadoes, which probably not a great idea. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I've slept through a number of earthquakes. None of them were bad, but you yeah. know what I mean. Like I've woken up to so many like number one trending on Twitter yeah. is LA earthquake. Like, I'm like, when the fuck did that yeah, happen? California has fallen <laughs> off into the Pacific Ocean <laughs> while you were asleep. Oh my god! Do you guys do you guys remember your first earthquake? When you got out here yeah absolutely yeah. i was in a target oh really yeah dude it's the weirdest feeling it's fucking weird because it's also like you get a little bit of vertigo and shit mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's, it's very weird it's, it's, i was it's, in college at a college party at ucla and i had walked outside to take a piss and i was in the middle of taking a piss and an earthquake started and i was like oh my god <laughs> what do i do do I pinch it off? Do I do this? Do I stop? What do I do? And then by the time I fucking like finished going to take a piss, it was over. And I'm like, all right. All right. I guess it wasn't that bad. Everyone's running outside and Deb's just out there taking a piss. I'm already drunk, so I'm like, is this the earth or is this me? I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's hilarious no, I, was just, I was i was in this apartment and uh i just i noticed that like the the first thing i noticed was like the fan started like rocking back and forth and i was like oh i thought someone was like knocking at the door like and my bed started shaking and like the, my first thought was is someone in here fucking with me yeah and then like i was like oh no this is it this is the thing this they talked about this is the earthquake yeah, yeah. Uh, they're they're fun as long as nothing bad happens. Yeah, they freak me out. They freak me out a little bit. I don't like them. I don't like it. I came from a tornado place, not an earthquake place. <laughs> tornado um, place. Which is funny. I'll sleep we through a, a tornado. We have tornadoes and dinosaurs. Or we have hurricanes and dinosaurs. So, like, you know, we were totally prepared <laughs> yeah. to do method acting on Jurassic um, Park. Yeah. <laughs> That's very true. I'll go on the record saying earthquakes are fun as long as nothing bad actually happens. Yeah, yeah. I've, yeah, they're, they're, they're kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the hurricane hits. As you can imagine, the place is just fucked. The whole island is in bad shape. Uh, the power is gone. They enact martial law. Like the island goes under state fucking martial law. State what? of emergency. Yeah, yeah state of emergency. Why <laughs> just got slaughtered? Uh, Ezra Miller's here. We need the police. You know. And so <laughs> yeah, it's Hawaii. It's Hawaii. Yeah. So. Hawaii's under martial law. Nobody's leaving, uh, and the cast and crew are now stuck here for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is until Kathleen Kennedy, baby, <laughs> super fucking producer Kathleen <laughs> Kennedy, happens to run into is her story. Happens to run into her old friend. The guy's name was Fred Sorensen. Now he was a pilot for another movie that she did, which was called Raiders of the Lost Ark. She, ah, she was the one who produced that one. Yeah, tiny movie. Little tiny movie <laughs> called Raiders of the Lost Ark. A little indie film. Uh, he was the pilot who was like, come on, Please have some backbone. Don't tell me that Harrison Ford came in on a biplane and saved the crew. <laughs> Dr. Jones, we got him, Dr. Jones. It wasn't Harrison Ford, but it was old Fred. Fred Sorensen did fly in on a fucking biplane. He was flying for Hawaiian Airlines at this point, and he was mostly like a cargo, a cargo mm-hmm. pilot. So he was flying into Hawaii to deliver shit 
to them because mm-hmm. they had just gotten fucking rocked by a hurricane. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's delivering supplies, and Kathleen Kennedy was like, hey, think you can drop us off in L.A.? <laughs> and old Fred was like, hop in, boys. And the fucking whole cast and crew of Jurassic Park hopped into his little cargo plane and fucking like took off from Hawaii under martial law and snuck back to L.A. real quick. That's funny. That's a super producer. Yeah. That right there is a fucking producer, <laughs> yeah. baby. Get the shot and get the fuck out. <laughs> That's awesome. That's that's why she's got Star Wars yeah, now. Yeah, man. She got them smuggled out of Hawaii, <laughs> For this fucking movie, dude. Oh, man. I love... This story of this movie was a lot of fun. There wasn't, like, a ton on it, but it was a lot of fun. So, they're back in L.A. They're back on the back lot. Uh, they shoot, like, the raptor scene. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the behind the scenes of the raptor and the kitchen scene, but it's literally, like... It was, like, a dude in, like, a suit, basically, in this, like, velociraptor suit that Stan Winton had devised and he was the one you know all the foot stuff was this like dude in a suit like doing the raptor shit because remember they practice in the parking lot so you know they know how these guys move (laughs) they're breaking their arms out there but um they film they do that they film there and and at this point they're finally finishing up uh the t-rex he is ready on the soundstage. And the story behind making it was insane. Of course, Spielberg just wanted fucking huge, mm-hmm. you know, huge T-Rex. Uh, this thing was 40 feet long, uh, weighed four and a half tons, and which some people said it was actually weighed more like six tons. And it could raise itself. So they built this thing on a um, flight simulator chassis. So those things that they put you in to do flight simulation where they swing you all over the place. Uh, yeah, and like move around and shit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They built it. They basically wrapped a like foam latex, you know, huge six-ton T-Rex around this device. And now they could control it like with radio it was like remote control you know so wherever they had these controls that were in their hands and whenever they would move they could literally puppet this thing through like uh they could tell a tell them (laughs) telemetry device and you you, whatever (laughs) telemetry telepathy telepathy no Telemetry. <laughs> telemetry. A telemetry device. And when you moved it in real time, the T-Rex would move with it. It was heavier than an actual T-Rex, by the way. That was one of the funny parts about it. And it had 57 functions and movements, uh, all hydraulic-based, except for the eyes, which were, like, radio-controlled. And so this thing, they built this thing, and it lives on the soundstage. It's, like, there, you know... They're using it in the scene for the street where it's eating the cars and mm-hmm. trying to get at everybody. And they're just fucking making this thing, you know, making it rain on it like crazy. Well, foam latex is basically just like a spongy material and it's just absorbing fucking water. So this T Rex is getting bigger and bigger as they shoot and heavier and heavier. They said it got like three times heavier than four and a half tons already. On top of the fucking like servos and shit that they have this thing wrapped around. So it's like 10 tons. So they said every now and then they would just be like at lunch and the motherfucker would just start moving and like start like actually like <laughs> like malfunctioning and like moving around. Right, it's all like, like computer stuff underneath yeah, it. It's yeah. all just wet computer shit. Oh my and God. like way heavier than is supposed to be on the wet computer shit. Oh. Yeah. I bet you. Like, what would have been funny is if they just attached the dinosaur soundboard to it so it started screaming at the same time. <laughs> like, in a, like a Halloween prop like yeah. that you pass by and it screams at you, except for this one weighs 10 tons. Oh, my God. <laughs> and they said that was the thing. They made it like a rule. Like, don't go anywhere near that thing. Like, it's an actual T-Rex at this point. Like, we can't even control it anymore, you know? <laughs> but they said that was a lot of, uh, if you watch the movie, there's a lot, it'll, like, shake, you know? And that was just real. That was just, like, Shit going wrong. That. Yeah, 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 wow. yeah, yeah. Very scary, very scary. But you know, you're on set of. Now, uh, do you think 
or do you know that Jeff Goldblum had sex on top of that T-Rex? Oh, I know. <laughs> I mean, that's just pretty much a proven fact with all I mean, of the cast right? and crew. Right. <laughs> Wait, so but it's so there's a scene where it's like chasing the car. Yeah. They like actually moved it forward like they walked it? They built two. They built one that was like four wide shots where you could like see it all, but they would uh the bottom of it, it doesn't have legs. So okay. the bottom they would CGI the legs. Like drove it on okay. a truck or something, right? Yeah, yeah. They would like drive it on a truck, CGI the legs, and but the torso, dude, the torso of this thing could lift it ha- its range was like 25 feet Whoa. so this motherfucker is like when it goes up and like sniffs the air and comes back down and you know it's it's wow. huge it was like a real fucking dinosaur wow you know, this thing was ginormous and uh according to the behind the scenes book the making of jurassic park an adventure 65 million years in the making the <laughs> i guess <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> The infamous roar of the Tyrannosaurus were it was a composite mix of a dog, a penguin, a tiger, alligators, and a baby elephant squeal. And uh, the very deep alligator vocals acted as like that like purr that it would do. But the roar, they said, was basically just like a twisted up version of an elephant. That was Whoa. mainly what it was. And it was a baby elephant at that. That's so funny because when I was uh, when I was do like getting the sound effects for part one, yeah. uh, I'm 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 searching through the sound libraries and stuff, and I'm looking for roar effects. Oh yeah, and I come across one that it says elephant roar. I'm like elephant roar, and I yeah. click on it. It sounds exactly like a T Rex, like the the what I think of as a T Rex roar. So crazy. I'm like fuck it. It's I'm using elephant sounds for yeah. so I also. Used elephant. Yeah. <laughs> I also no. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't the horny sound. It was like they roar. The horny they can, sound. <laughs> they, they can roar. So That's yeah. Jeff I, Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs> so I also used yeah. elephant noises to fart T Rex sounds. Yeah. Oh, and apparently, I, it's cool that you found that because they did say like they they went to the fucking zoo to like record this elephant and the elephant made a sound that they wound up using and the people at the zoo were like, we've actually never heard it make that fucking sound. It's very weird. You guys got like a one of one right there (laughs) just so interesting man i mean this is 1992 you know and they're just like doing things i mean it's it was just so groundbreaking they're doing things it was so (laughs) groundbreaking what they were able to do with this fucking movie and and how good it looks that's steven spielberg man he's got a future ahead of him (laughs) (laughs) he's gonna be a star he's He's gonna gonna be a star it'll be bigger than sliced bread see all right and that's uh there i admittedly there's probably more stories you know but uh i thought i I picked my favorite ones my favorite one i love i love thinking about people who get caught up in a hurricane (laughs) while they're filming there's just something about it yeah that's uh uh, that's cool though like i mean it's uh you know uh, there's probably a lot of like uh minutiae that you could get into that's like but that's probably like so in the weeds of like those particular departments that's like not not the most interesting thing and i don't also, a lot of the interesting stories come from when, like, whenever there's uh, just terrible things happening, going wrong on sets, and uh, I don't imagine much goes wrong on a Steven Spielberg set. Right. So. Yeah. 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 No, he was very efficient. Yeah. Nobody got hurt for sure. Well, I say that. Yeah. You know, but but uh, now it's time to release this thing. We done made the dinosaur movie. Let's put this bitch out, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> November 30th, 1992, they wrap production of Jurassic Park. Uh, old Spielberg and his editor, actually, Michael Kahn, uh, they had already been editing as they went. You know, they were, when they weren't shooting, they were editing. So they'd be ready for this shit. Cool. Spielberg don't got time for it. Let's just go ahead and do it. Um, yeah, the man's hardworking. There's no doubt. So the only thing left, ILM had... Uh, to catch up on, like, they had, like, a list of scenes that needed CGI dinosaurs. So Spielberg was wrapped. He's done uh, as far as being in L.A., being here for the rest of this movie. He can, he's done. So he actually headed to Europe to start doing Schindler's List while in post-production of Jurassic Park. Whoa. And he was, basically, he'd be in Europe. He would shoot Schindler's List during the day. 
and at night he went to a little theater that he like had set up in Europe and they would fucking satellite in the guys from LA at ILM which was extremely expensive at the time <laughs> they would basically zoom and show him the dailies in this theater and that was how he did post production on Jurassic Park holy and shit and he just didn't sleep like there dude, was, he just didn't sleep at all crazy yeah, dude. talk about fucking... a tonal shift too yeah man well, so, he yeah. might have needed it. They're both human killing uh, dinosaurs and monsters, right? You know, it's like, I bet you, I bet you, he went and was on like Schindler's List and was like, man, that dinosaur movie where everybody got eaten was much more lighthearted. Than yeah, this. for sure. <laughs> he's, he's going to cheer up with some Jurassic Park dailies. Yeah, at the I end was about to say. Yeah, it's the only, the only way to say possible. It's like, so it. nice just to see dumb dinosaur stuff yeah. for a few hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe that kept him sane. Yeah. Who knows? I got to watch Schindler's List. I hear it's, I hear it's, I hear it's good. It's there incredible. are good things about that. It is incredible. Went a bit under the radar, I hear, but uh, you know, yeah, yeah. People have seen it. Says so it's, it's quality work. Oh, it's quality work. It's very good. <laughs> Did it, um, did it win an Oscar for Best Picture? I, oh, yeah. Yeah, it took home seven Oscars, including Best Picture and Best Director. So he cool. had, he's he's producing and directing uh, his, his own Oscar winner <laughs> movie and a Best Picture while he's like at night looking at Dinosaur Dailies. That's... Um, <laughs> <laughs> like so much so, he finished Schindler's List on the last day of May, headed back to town for the premiere of Jurassic Park on June 11th. Like just a just like two weeks later, wow. he was at the premiere of Jurassic Park, 1993. Three years after pre-production had begun, that was all it took to make the fucking biggest dinosaur movie of all time, and it fucking was, dude. This thing was gangbusters. Um, Universal was uh, absolutely had a lot of uh, confidence in this thing. You know, they know it's going to be a thing, so. As I said, the budget for the movie turned out to be about $63 million. Well, they took out another. The marketing budget was $65 million from Universal <laughs> just to market this movie. Wow. Yeah. it was. That's actually, isn't that pretty standard? You spend about the movie's budget on marketing now? Yeah, if it's a big studio film like that, for sure. Yeah. And even not, you'll spend millions, you yeah. know, for sure, if you do it right. Uh, some people don't. But the, they definitely <laughs> did here. <laughs> and it was that, you know, I, if you look it up, just Google the footage from, like, the release of Jurassic Park because most of it is, like, local news in little towns all over America where fucking the line for the theater is around the wow. block, you know. Like, it was the biggest thing that had happened in a long time is blowing people's minds. They're seeing CGI dinosaurs. They're seeing like CGI for like the first yeah. time kind of. And it was just this huge thing. Whoa. They said like people were like gasping in the theaters, like wow. fucking mind blown, you know? Dude. And it was just this like cinema had changed forever type of thing, you know? Cool. I mean, it was, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. it did. Yeah. Yeah. For <laughs> sure. For sure. It was like the first time seeing like a talkie. Yeah, you know. Jamie C's over there like, fuck, I wish I had done this first. <laughs> yeah. James Cameron. He's, He's like, like, I'll Damn get it. you. I'll come back. Just you wait. <laughs> Load up the boat. <laughs> Load up the boat. We're going now. I need to go down into the ocean to make my next movie. Um, but uh, uh, crazy. What did it make at the box office? So opening weekend, this thing made $50 million. Opening weekend. Uh, and just to give you like perspective. Whole budget back. Yeah, the whole budget back. Just to give you perspective, the second place was Last Action Hero with Arnold Schwarzenegger, and that was fifteen million. Holy shit! So this thing fucking blew everything out of the water. Uh, it was one of those where people weren't releasing their movies this weekend yeah, because they're like, yeah. "I'm not going up against move Jurassic it, Park." Move it, yeah, delay, move, it. delay the release. We're not doing it. Um, after nine days in theater, it raked in its first one hundred million. And that was just after nine days. And at the end of its run, it had made like $980 million. It was basically a billion-dollar movie in its first run in 1993. And it, was, it surpassed the $750 million record held by E.T., the other Spielberg thing. <laughs> Spielberg does it again, baby. Um, James Cameron... Sit down, you know. So <laughs> it's just those two battling it out dude, for box office supremacy. Who can, who can become the biggest? <laughs> who can become the most powerful? Uh, it it generated so much interest in dinosaurs that the study of paleontology had like a record increase in students. <laughs> like college students are like going by the droves to go switch their fucking major over to paleontology now because they think 
it looks like it is in the movies, which is not. It's it's a lot of really boring. Yeah, <laughs> like it, it like you have a toothbrush in the sand, yeah. and you're just slowly, slowly brushing sand off of like something that might be a bone. Yeah. You're not sure yet, but you gotta be super careful because we'll if it in is two more years, yeah. just keep keep, keep that brush going. Keep brushing. <laughs> Maybe it'll come to life one day, huh? Uh, <laughs> Oh, man, yeah. But there was just a few eras of movies, man. They just belonged mm-hmm. to old uh, Steven Spielberg, you know. And um, that's it. That's really cool. it. Yeah. Uh, th- one thing I wanted to, to, to touch on a little bit at the end here is, uh, uh, yeah, Jeff Goldblum? Gr- growing up, <laughs> I would love to touch yeah, on the bloom, touch, Dave. Touch on the bloom. <laughs> no, uh, uh, I love Jurassic Park growing up. I was a big fan as a kid, as most kids were, but... Uh, Dev, you, you, you maybe relate to this, but uh, I was like, I grew up in Orlando. And so, like, when Islands of Adventure opened when I was a kid, oh, like, yeah. going, they had a Jurassic Park world oh, at damn. Islands of Adventure. It was like a whole part of the park that's like specifically like recreate. You're like, you walk into Jurassic Park. Like, when you walk in, there's the big Jurassic Park sign, the doors, or oh, and you walk in and that, that music's playing. The music, that that song just, it sounds like adventure. Oh, yeah. Da-na-na-na. Just got to be so fucking hyped every yeah, single time. Yeah. Still does to this day. And there is a massive like play area for like it's supposed to be for children, but I still go back to it every single time I go to Universal. Yeah. And it's just like so fun. There's like these rope bridges and stuff. It's tow- it goes up like four stories, and it's super fun to explore. And That's there's all these awesome. dinosaur shit everywhere, and <laughs> dinosaur DNA is spreading all around. That's awesome. And then the, the ride that you go on, like the 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 raft ride, it takes you. Through Jurassic Park, and then there's a giant T Rex and crash into the water. Yeah. Terrible job of explaining it because it's like this. I realize why I just said it only makes sense if you also have also been there no, and like know what I'm it. talking about. But like, it's the coolest thing ever. Uh, I, I I love that this existed because it created a real Jurassic Park at Universal Studios. Yeah. I loved going to like all the time as a kid. Yeah, uh, it's all the time as an adult. When I was in Florida, I had a season pass. I would just go. Yeah, go and get some jolly adventure every once in a while. I get kind of sad because the one at uh, Universal, the Jurassic Park ride. Now it's all like Jurassic World shit. Mm. I'm just not that into it. Yeah, I don't care. Well, know? they changed the raft to what the, those little spheres things or something. And basically, mm. and then you know, fucking Chris Pratt's face all over it which really? just annoys me already mm. but then yeah you like go through and there's like a CGI fucking the big whale dinosaur that they invented I don't know oh. but uh, it's cool it's still fun I'll still do it all the time and they do have still some of the old stuff where like a raptor will jump out at you mm. and shit <laughs> but uh Man, it's just not the same these days. Yeah. These Jurassic World movies just aren't doing it for me. Like no, Jurassic Park, yeah, it's not you know? the same. It's no. they, they turned them into just monster movies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. There was a feeling of adventure to the original Jurassic Park movies. Sure. Even three, well, I like love three because it's like you're exploring like an abandoned like it's it's a horror movie. It's like it's it's a but it's still an adventure movie. It's yeah. an adventure movie first. It's yeah. so fun. Yeah. So. I think that a lot of that was also Kathleen Kennedy and Spielberg, obviously, but like little hints towards other movies and things that were adventure-esque driven. Like I just found out that, you know, Newman, his character in Jurassic Park, all of his wardrobe was modeled after the Goonies. Because oh, Kathleen shit. Kennedy oh. was a producer on both. So, oh, like, wow. his yellow jacket when he's in the rain is the same. His gray coat, mm. like, his Hawaiian shirt. Like, they're all... For little things like that, it's like, carry that vibe and energy. Also, like, um, at the end of Jurassic Park, when the remaining uh, people are about to get out and get into the helicopter, the Jurassic Park logo is splashed, like, mud on it. Like, it's covered with mud. And the mud covers up the letters to where it says, Your Ass Park. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, that's That's clearly intentional. So, like, I think little things like that, like the glass. I don't know if you talked about this, James, but the glass on the roof of the van when the kids were in there wasn't meant to break. Oh, shit. That was not... It's so like they're like no wonder T-Rex. those kids yeah exactly yeah. so this malfunctioning T-Rex and these children are like oh my god <laughs> please get us out of here please yell cut 
And oh imagine God. how like sadistic Spielberg was like, eh, just let it roll. Let Use the it. roll just a little Use bit longer. It. Get yeah. the shot. Whoa, <laughs> holy shit. That's just Damn, crazy. man. Yeah. No, I, I liked the uh behind the scenes of this one for sure. It definitely it seemed like it was a fun one to shoot too. All the actors seemed to like mm-hmm. uh, they enjoyed doing this. Oh yeah. You know, for sure. Another fun fact, uh the mosquito in the ember that got trapped is the only type of mosquito in the world that doesn't drink blood. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious! So it couldn't have been DNA. That's but hilarious. also like the, these little hidden gems. Like the whole thing was like a big callback to Godzilla, apparently yeah. from his. Yeah. You know, we talked about that. But even like I didn't even think about this. Um, when Sam kneels in the in the jeep and he has two ends to the seatbelt and he can't click them together, oh so yeah, he just ties them. It was like that's a... two. It's two female ends. Yep. So it's like a metaphor for, oh, the life will find a way, you know? Life uh, finds a way. Oh, cool. I've read that before. I forgot about that part. Yeah, no, it definitely was, man. Um, And then, yeah, the the things about, I, I read the story about how, of course, you know, the dinosaurs are not accurate. But for one, I mean, you could argue because they say, like, these dinosaurs weren't from the Jurassic era, you know. But also, it is a park where a guy has created all this yeah. from DNA. So it's not like... It's patchwork. It's patchwork, for one. Uh, and also, they asked Michael Crichton about it. They were like, he the book cover comes out for Jurassic Park, and it's the T-Rex. It's the famous mm-hmm. T-Rex, you know, skeleton. And a bunch of people were like, well... A T-Rex wasn't in the Jurassic era, and he's like, I don't care. It looks cool. This for Ma and Pa in Kansas. <laughs> two dinosaurs in the movie that were actually in the Jurassic period. <laughs> Which ones were they? Do you see it? The Brontosaurus and the Dinosaurus, the, the spitting one. And that spitting one didn't, A, didn't spit venom, and B, didn't have the flare-out things. Right. It was just... <laughs> Another hilarious thing, this was unintentional, is the vials that are in cryogenic storage of all the, like, you know, dinosaurs and their DNA and stuff. All, when you when the shot goes in and it sees like a label and then the vial and like Newman stealing them, they misspelled Stegosaurus and Tyrannosaurus. Oh my god, <laughs> that's hilarious! But they're geneticists, right? You know, yeah. they're super smart. Right, right. <laughs> really funny. That's too funny. Well, you know, uh, worked out for him. Hey, for Mom Pong Kansas, it was great. <laughs> That's funny. They, mis- they misspelled it. That's hilarious. Hey, we're not we're not we're not literary people over here. Yeah, we're scientists. We're just, we're just giving you a dinosaur movie. Yeah, all right? just, Fuck just, it. If you have, I don't need to know how to spell Stegosaurus to make one lab. All right, I'll spell it however I damn well please. This is so funny. He, Steven Spielberg's got such a big ego, justifiably so. But damn, goddamn big ego. On uh, Newman's computer, I keep calling him Newman. Uh, <laughs> On his computer, when they're in the control room, what he's watching, he's watching a video on his screen, he's watching Uh Jaws. Oh my god, that's right. That's hilarious. (laughs) Steve put put a little uh, of himself in everything, you know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, if you enjoyed this episode, uh, it is brought to you in part by our good patrons over at patreon.com slash filmhistory, the history of film. Uh, Shout out to Dylan Smith and Tiger Lily for being our first two patrons. If you are interested in seeing how you could support us more, head on over to the link in the bio, link in the description of this episode, or link in the bio of either Twitter or Instagram. Uh, We have outtake compilations where we uh, show you all the stuff that doesn't make the cut. Uh, we're uh, just going to bring you history of everything, specifically the history of musical theater, written by Devin himself, Mr. Sailor Dev over here, Sorry, and then an episode of uh, game history, the history of games, uh, which I will not spoil for our patrons. But yeah, um, it's uh, great. Yeah, but uh, there, if you uh, jump in right now, there's two months worth of content already up for you. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, if you want to take a, a slide on over to our Discord, we're going to be starting uh, interacting with some cool stuff in there in July. And uh, right now we're just getting it all set up so you can check for some posts and some, you know, kind of updates from us. And you can talk to us directly. And um, if you want to follow me, it's on Twitter, AbracadabraDev, and on Instagram, Sailor underscore Dev. You can find me at Drake Cummings on Instagram, Drake underscore Cummings on Twitter. 
uh, on TikTok at Hollywood Drake, on YouTube at Drake Cummings, and my merch store, Raging20sMerch.com. Yeah, and you can find us at Film History, The History of Film, FHHF Podcast. You can find me at Jimmy Deloy or James Wyatt Scott. And you can also find me so preoccupied with whether or not I could that I didn't stop to think if I should. <laughs> and that was Film <laughs> That's been Film History. The History of Film. You know what I'm talking about?